Hi, everyone. This is Nori, and you're listening to the Tell Your Story segment of the SoCon podcast. Today, I am excited to share my friend and sister in the faith, Curlice Blackwell, with you. Today, Curlice is going to share about her journey from New York to Connecticut. She's going to talk about the difficulties of change and how God used that season to mold her into who she is today. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and let Curlice introduce herself. Hey guys, so I am Curlice Blackwell. I've been a disciple now for 13 years. I am married for two and a half years. So yeah. Awesome. So what, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So what brought you to Connecticut? Funny thing, my husband, (laughs) (laughs) Um, we were dating, we started dating 2017. Okay. And roughly the beginning of 2018, um, I started thinking like, okay, what am I going to do? Like as we get more into our relationship, Mm -hmm. am I going to decide to move to New York and he moved to New York or am I going to decide to uh, leave New York and go to Connecticut? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, after a lot of thought, I, you know, had the guts to come to my mom and be like, Mom, so I think I want to move to Connecticut. (laughs) And what was that like? Oh, that was (laughs) nerve-wracking. I remember, like, literally, um, because I even, like, had to, I vividly remember, I even had to, like, set up a little tea party, like... (laughs) Spending time with her to even get into it. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's not going to like like this right. decision. And so I was like, like just letting it get up to Ease that it point. Into Ease it. into it. But um, yeah, we spent the whole weekend together. Um, the first day we went to the spa. And the <laughs> next day we had the tea party. And that's when I told her. And how did she react? She was like, what? You go, you moving where? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I think I want to like continue. Obviously, my relationship with Brendan, we were dating still at this point, and I was like, but I want to move to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. At at that point, I was like tired of New York, so I was fine with leaving. But the only right. thing, the things that I wasn't fine with leaving was like my family, my right. friends, right. Um, my job, my, just like being, like knowing everything. Of All what the things I'm you've used. established yeah. over the years. That makes yeah. sense. So when you moved, like, so, yeah, so when you moved, what, what, what was your plan? Did you have a plan? Did you, like, what did you do? Funny thing. Yes and no, I had a plan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a temporary job at Yale New Haven mm-hmm. from the ending of June to beginning of August and it was temporary because it was only like a summer position right right and but I was like I had my mindset like I'm gonna try to see if I can stay with them even for the like the going into the rest of the year uh I interviewed for a job with them for the rest of the year didn't get it but I even as I was working there with them for that two like two months and change I was, like, also still trying to figure out who am I going to live with. Right, right. So, like, everything, for the most part, was temporary or, like, just basically not secured fully. Right. So, working while trying to figure out my roommate, there was a sister, like, 
I was in communication with because she needed a roommate by a certain time as well. Mm-hmm. And through our communication, God was just totally working. Amen. Because her, she needed the uh, roommate the same time I needed one. So it <laughs> ended worked up working out. out. <laughs> God had a plan. <laughs> he did. <laughs> nice. So after you moved in with her, like how did things kind of progress from there? Like what do you feel like God was challenging you with? I think a big thing was trust. Mm. Um, like trusting that um, even though he opened up so many doors for me to move here and a lot of things wasn't like secure, it was temporary, trusting that he will, like things will come and he'll mm. take care of me through it. Like yeah. even after um, the job finished, I still didn't have a like full-time job. Right. And so I went like a few, I want to say two weeks um, but no more than like a month. Um, actually, no, a little bit more than two weeks. But roughly about a month of like no job. Like I right. wasn't working. Um, and so I was unemployed. Um, but like trying to figure out. And funny thing, the same day that I left the job, um, August 4th was the same day my now husband proposed. Aww. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, this is great. But how am I going to survive? <laughs> Right. Like, not only I had to now provide for myself, I had to also provide to start planning a wedding soon. Right. Um, but God came through. It was a month, and I was able to secure a full-time job after that Amen. in the Bronx. That helped. It was great, decent pay to help mm-hmm. provide. So That's good. That's awesome. God came through. That's really cool. I think it's really interesting how... It's funny because, like, when you're going through these things, like... You're just like, God, like, I don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your plan is. I don't know why, like, I have to go through this. Mm-hmm. How were you feeling during that time? Oh, my gosh. It was, I can't even explain it. Like, heart-wrenching. Um, like, not knowing what can happen, what may mm-hmm. happen. Um, so to speak, like, just being okay with whatever turnout comes. Right. Um, like if I don't get a job, if I get a job, but it's part time or if I have a roommate, but it's only a certain like few months and right. she has to go elsewhere or what have you. So, yeah. Wow. That, yeah, that's really hard. I think that, um, when you're in those seasons, it's like, you're really trying to figure out what God is trying to teach you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out why you're in that position. So is there anything like when you look back on it now, like when you think about that that time period where mm-hmm. you're like, okay, God, you moved me to a whole new state. Mm-hmm. You gave me a temporary job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's great. I found housing with this sister, but now I have no job. Mm-hmm. I'm engaged now, but I don't have a job to pay for a wedding. <laughs> like, what was going through your mind? What do you feel like, you know, that like, you're like, okay, God, like, this is what I'm going to do. What was your plan with God, I guess? I, I honestly, looking back, um, I didn't really have a plan. I just knew that, okay, like, I I think my, or I guess you could say that that was a plan, like, just fully trusting God, like, stepping out on complete faith. Mm. Like, God, you opened this door, and I know full well that you wouldn't have opened it if something better or even in addition to that would have came through. Right. Um, and, I, yeah, I think just allowing myself to fully be out there. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Like, without... No matter what happens. Awesome. And what was your relationship with Brendan like during that time? It was interesting. (laughs) We, I mean, we were, he was, I think he was definitely grateful that I was closer. Mm -hmm. um, Because he was able to like see me more often and like 
um, we can literally like pick up and go to a friend's house or whatever and hang out more often, especially during the week. Right. Um, because when I was in New York, a lot of times I were hanging out majority of the time with you on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he was like excited about that. Um, and as we were like engaged and stuff, he'll always be like, I can't wait to, I don't have to say goodnight to you anymore Aww. or goodbye to you anymore. So, yeah. That's really cute. Did it put a strain on your relationship though? Like, did you feel like maybe you were like frustrated with him or anything? There were a few moments I, um, I did realize, like, I think being close to him, mm-hmm. I was able to see more of like who he is, how he works or whatever around Mm -hmm. like just seeing yeah like getting to know him on on that deeper level um so yeah there were a few things that would like just annoy me I remember (laughs) this boy (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah I think that that happens too anyway once you you're like thinking about permanent life with somebody you're just like yay this is what I signed up for (laughs) let me count the cost (laughs) awesome so like um so after, okay, so now we're, you're engaged, so you're getting into the wedding, so after the wedding, right? Mm-hmm. So what was it like trying to build relationships? Mm-hmm. I know for me, building relationships is hard, and I've been in the same ministry the entire <laughs> discipleship. So I can only imagine, like, coming from, you grew up, you said, in the New York ministry, mm-hmm. right? So what, how old were you when you moved here? I was... I moved 2018, so I want to say, ooh, I'm not that best with math. <laughs> that was three years ago. Okay. So, like, 22, 23. Okay, 22, 23. So I think. You, okay, so you had been in the Harlem, this Harlem, right? Yeah. Okay, you had been in the Harlem ministry for... Since tw- eight years yeah. old. Yeah, okay, so since you were eight years mm-hmm. old. So, you really had to develop a brand new support system. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's challenging, yeah. trying to build, rebuild those deep relationships and mm-hmm. trying to find those connections again. Mm-hmm. What tools do you think you utilized or what things you think went really well that you used and what things you think didn't go so well that you used? Um, definitely one that I think has been going really well. Um, didn't start off well, but... Amen. <laughs> we live and we learn. I know. <laughs> but I think what's going well so far is just giving myself patience and mm. grace. Um, especially now during COVID. Because, like, previous COVID, um, I would always, like, a sister told me, oh, like, focus on your small circle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then build from that. And then also another great advice I got was, like, even if it's, like, getting uh, together with one sister a week or every other week or whatever, like figuring out a schedule. Um, and that worked out so well. Amen. Um, and I would do like different sisters to get to know people, um, whether I connected with them or not. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, listen, this is going to be my ministry. So I need to know y'all. <laughs> y'all want to know me. <laughs> Amen. So, yeah. Awesome. What do you think you learned about yourself during that time? I learned... Um, just like, I think I learned a part of me, if this makes sense, is introvert. Mm. <laughs> like, and I didn't know that. Um, yeah. there were moments when I felt like, oh, I'm, I'm an extrovert and maybe I could be both. Who knows? Right. But, I mean, there is a middle. Yeah. Um, but there's many moments where I'm like, I just want to chill with a few friends mm. and not be in a big crowd and just be in my little circle right. in my home. Right. Just a few friends. Not a right. lot. 
Um, so I learned that as well as, um, I know in the beginning, especially around COVID, um, there were moments when I felt like not loved or not Mm. important. Yeah. Um, because in the beginning when we had everything Zoom, a lot of people would see, um, like it would be Brendan and I, since we were married, we'd be on the Zoom and everyone would say hi to him. Mm. Um, or at least a number of people would say hi to him, but not me. And it, it, which also made me feel like invisible. Yeah. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm right next to him. Right. And sometimes, like, you know, like, he'll, like, not intentionally, like, realize that to switch his name. Oh, so um, they probably just saw so his they, name pop up. Yeah. And were like, oh, hey, Brendan. Right. <laughs> that makes um, sense. But even still, I'm like, but we're on the screen. And yeah. I'm right here. So, yeah, I had to go through that. Um, a lot of prayer through that. Mm-hmm. And, um, even if it took like me going back to talk to that sister or right. brother or whatever. Hey man, it seems like God was teaching you in that time to like learn how to have direct conversations. Yeah. I think that that's always hard and it's challenging because it feels like, well, you should know how mm-hmm. I feel. You should know what you did, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it can be so hard. I think that comes back to expectations, right? Yep. I know for me especially when it comes to building relationships. I kind of, I try to set the expectations at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, this is what I want from this relationship. (laughs) This is what I want to learn from you. (laughs) And I don't know what you want from me, but I just want to be your friend. And I've learned that that's honestly the best way Mm -hmm. for me to build those relationships. Um, I feel like when you have those unexpressed expectations, it just... Leaves a lot of room for Satan. Yeah. It leaves a lot of room for him to mess with your mind, to mm-hmm. tell you like, oh, they don't think you're important. Or, oh, they don't care about you, which yep. is such a struggle. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because when you think about like who God is and who Satan is, right? You always have to compare that voice in your head and say, right. okay, like, is this Christ-like? Like, is this what, like... I should be thinking, and okay, if I shouldn't, what would Jesus do? That yeah. sounds so cliche, but like, no, but like legit, what would yeah. Jesus do? Like, how do I handle this situation? So that's cool. It sounds like God was really teaching you how to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there was even, um, <laughs> I remember, this was before COVID too, there was a, like a, a moment on a Sunday right before service. I'm like, da-da-da-da, going into service looking forward to church or whatever, put my things down and a sister pulled me aside and I just felt like she attacked me. And I was mm. just like, in my head, I was like, but you don't even know me. Like, yeah. how do you just assume that I would act like that or be like that or whatever when you don't know me from a hole in the wall? Mm-hmm. Um. So I had to like, yeah, exactly what you said. Like Satan would definitely put those things in yeah. your head. But at the same time, I was like, Okay, I have to get through this. Yeah, as well, it's interesting. It's like you're learning the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. I think that that's another thing I feel like I'm learning in relationships is how to have like a, okay, that's what that person said. That's how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Even though that's how I feel about it, maybe that's not what they meant. And then it's like kind of going back and being like, okay, how can I like ask this question without... Being like, hey, so you made me feel like yep. this, right? And not being accusatory. <laughs> it comes back to what we were talking, well, what I was talking about with Jeffrey last week about the communication, about mm-hmm. like learning how to address conflict and how to like, you know, have those conversations with yeah. people. I think that that's really hard. So like, with um, addressing that conflict and like learning how to have those conversations and stuff, 
what growth have you seen? Like, what do you see from yourself that you feel like, wow, like, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I honestly, a lot of, sometimes it takes hearing my growth through others Mm. um, for me to then see it, which is weird. I don't know. Maybe I uh, put too much on myself. Mm. I do that. Um, um, But some in, like some growth areas I've known is like my patience has gotten a little bit better. That's I good. still work in progress. Amen. We all are. <laughs> I used to be so like snippy and just like zero patience. Mm. Um, I feel like through lots of like growth areas and experience and you name it, like it's been a lot of a little bit more of like the pruning process of my right. patience. Um, I think, yeah, also like um, giving the pe- like everyone benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Um, and like expecting the best in them, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like a lot of situations, um, like example with the, the sister that like approached me and thought um, like another way. I like, I think what like helped over time is me first saying to myself like okay I know what she said was out of love mm-hmm. but maybe it just didn't come out right the right the best way right um and so I it took a lot of training my mind to let that be the first thought mm. because I know if it's not the first thought Satan will get in so of course, easily yeah um and when Satan gets in a lot with my thoughts if I don't like work on it in the moment, it'll go Girl, I feel left like really quickly. It comes to still kill and destroy. <laughs> it's so true. I feel like Satan is I feel like Satan really like well, I know Satan really tries to cause division and it mm-hmm. makes it really hard because it's like your emotions are involved. Yeah. Your thoughts are involved and everything is moving so fast. Yeah. And then you're like, should I go back and bring that up? Like is mm-hmm. it really worth it? Like is that a conversation we need to have or can I just like let it go. Let it go. Like, I've had many of those Right, thoughts. right. <laughs> and then you're like, but am I really letting it go? Or is it just right. like sitting in Lingering the back on. of my mind? Right. So what do you, what scriptures or like what things helped you to develop that patience? Like what do you think um, you relied on to get you there? Uh, cliche enough, I would say, is literally the word. And like a lot of prayer and like just time like alone time like me and mm. god and really just like i think and maybe this goes to the, the question before too of just like i've grown a lot with just giving it to god more so of just like holding it on right still obviously again not there yet fully but i think i think it's become a little bit easier for me not to control it mm-hmm. but to literally give it to god and this that has been like the most recent growth with me um which is so funny because there's so many times when I'm like, I need to work on that. But you know, everything t- goes with yeah, stride. Yeah, t- it takes time. It takes time. I feel like, yeah, I think what you said is important. I think it's really relying on the word, like you said, and prayer. I think that alone time with God is mm-hmm. key. I feel like we can get so busy. We can just be going, going, going that even like when you do spend that time with God, it can be like, okay, I'm done. Did it. All right, mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next thing. And so, right. yeah, I think you're right. What you said, like you really need to make that time for God, prioritize that yeah. time with God and like really just like make sure that you're really working on those things 
in that time with God. I think it's interesting because when you're going through a hard time, it can be difficult yeah. to have that time with God because you kind of feel like, well, God, why you got me in this situation exactly. in the first place? Like, why <laughs> am I going through this? Why is this my thing? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think that what I'm learning how to do is suffer well, mm -hmm. um, which sounds silly, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, how do you suffer well? How do you, <laughs> what, how does that even, like, what are you, like, doing well at crying and laying right. on the floor? Like, what does that look like? And I think um, the biggest thing that I'm learning is that I just need to allow myself to feel it mm -hmm. and then bring it to God and be real with God in that. Like, bring my anger to him, bring yep. my sadness to him. Even when I'm happy, bring it to him. But I think... Anger is the one that's hardest for me because yeah. I feel like, well, I can't be angry at, at God. And, well, you know, I know God is not bad and I know he's trying to teach me something through this. But it doesn't feel that way in the moment. It yeah. just feels like this terrible thing that I'm going through that mm -hmm. God is putting me through, even though that's I know that's not the case. Um, and so, yeah, it's just like learning through it. It's interesting because yeah. like when I think of that, I think of like Job, right? Mm. Job literally lost everything mm -hmm. right and like it blows my mind yep. the way that like he Still. chooses to rely on god and god glorifies him for yeah. it and i'm like amen please don't put me through that right. <laughs> i don't I'm think i'm righteous enough <laughs> <laughs> right but like it's it's interesting because it's it's he basically became homeless yeah. you know he didn't have things you know he lost his entire family it's mm -hmm. like you were kind of in a job situation yeah. like you, I mean, it wasn't so tragic. It, went, yeah. it was more of a, like, positive journey. Yeah. But it's still hard. Change is hard. Mm -hmm. I think that going, especially, like you said, from the comfort of your childhood church, growing mm -hmm. up in this church, everyone there being your friends, your family, like, you're literally leaving that life to start a whole new life yeah. with a whole new group of people with my boyfriend, who's not my fiance mm -hmm. yet. Okay, he's my fiance now, but still, I've known him longer, less time than I've known all the yeah. other people over here. So, that's really hard. I think that there's a lot to be said in that. I think the fact that you're still here is definitely yeah. a huge testament. I think that mm -hmm. you're still fighting. You know yeah. that you're still trying to have relationships. That you're still, even when you mess up, you're like, "Amen." Like I'm learning yeah. from it. I'm growing from it. I'm gonna keep going. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's hard. Like you're, and I, I admire your, what's the word I'm looking for? Your persistence, oh, because I'm not always that persistent. <laughs> and I know for me, like when I'm really in something and I'm mm -hmm. struggling, it's hard. It's yeah. hard to be vulnerable with people, especially like you said. We've only been married. You said two years. Mm -hmm. So being married for two years, yeah. that means you've known everybody here for less. Well, just exactly two years, and you know Brendan for, like, three. Yeah. So it's, like, it's it's hard. I yeah. mean, you've known him longer than three years. Yeah. But, like, you've been in relation, consistent yeah. relationship with him for the last three years, and it's, like, you're literally in a whole new land. Yeah. And you're rebuilding your foundation. You're rebuilding your support system. Um, and I think there's a lot of strength in that. And I Dang. think that you were right that you're hard on yourself, and you yeah. should probably give yourself a little <laughs> bit more props. <laughs> For doing what you're doing because I mean even when I think about who you are as a sister you serve so many people every time that I reach out to you I feel like you're with this sister helping her babysit <laughs> oh I'm babysitting this sister's kid and oh I'm all the way like an hour away from my house babysitting this person's kid like you're such a giver and I think that Satan wants to 
take that away from you. Mm-hmm. He wants to make you feel bitter and make you feel because he doesn't want you to give. He doesn't yeah. want you to continue to love people in that way. Your gift is giving and he wants to get rid of it because that glorifies God. Yeah. And I think that you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. I think I see your struggle. I see how difficult it can be. I know what it's like to go from somewhere. Like my husband is also super popular. So I know what it's like (laughs) to feel invisible. And I am also an introvert. So I get it. I totally get it. In the beginning, it was like, oh, you're Devon's uh, girlfriend. And in my head, I was like, I have a name. I feel that. <laughs> when I when I first came, my name was, where's Jeffrey? <laughs> At least you got A, you're the best girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. But no, it's like, no, legit. Like, I, and that happens to me still. But now I think that I've learned to see it as a blessing. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? That's my husband. Yep. I love him. Yep. And he is awesome. So I'm glad that other people find him to be just as awesome as right. I do. Um, and I'm grateful that he's loved by so many yeah. people. Because... He deserves it, you know? Um, So if you were to give someone advice, someone who's thinking about moving from another state to, or even honestly just moving from, it could be from one ministry in Connecticut to another ministry in Connecticut, what things do you think that they should have prepared? Like, what do you think that they should do in advance? Ooh, um, that's such a great question. <laughs> a question that I felt like, I, I wish I had the answer to before I moved. <laughs> so that's why I'm asking. So, I know, you're, you're right. excited of it now, so it's like you've um, been through it. That's true, yeah. Um, I would say definitely um, start building relationships with that ministry as early as possible. Mm. Even if you can before yeah. um, you move. Funny enough, as we're talking, <laughs> I rem- um, and I think I told you this recently, actually. Oh, I think I, I remember. <laughs> I remember we were talking, and then um, randomly one day I like texted you before, I, way before I moved here, and I was like, "What's your address?" And I was just all, like, just thinking of a way, how can I call- encourage Narisha? Oh. And so I remember I like wrote you a card. I can't remember what it's for. Maybe it's just because I think. Um, and I sent it, and you were probably like, what is this girl asking my address for? <laughs> Honestly, you know what's funny? People ask me for my address, I'm just like, here you go. I mean, obviously I have to know you. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that was, um, like, I remember we would pray sometimes during yeah. the week and talk. So, yeah, I think that was um, something that I would definitely um, give to someone moving, like, start... Um, Building those Building relationships those in relationships, advance. Yeah. That makes as sense. As early as possible. Because I think that will help once you get there. Yeah, because you feel like you know people. Yep. And it doesn't feel so... Like you're It doesn't feel like a culture shock. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel so alone. That's smart. Yeah. Is there any other advice you'd give someone? Um, I think the other one is just as hard as it's even to say, let alone do, is um, just try your best to... Trust God, but also be okay with putting yourself out there. Mm. Um, being un- like being in that uncomfortable, comfort, right? Like not in your comfort zone, um, and putting yourself out there, even if it takes asking for help or right. asking for, um, yeah, just asking for help if you need help to unpack or help to get around. I remember when I moved here. I was literally in the process of getting my license, and mm, I remember I that. Yeah, and I didn't have. I had my permit, and I was, um, and my test was like scheduled, but I didn't have my actual driving license yet. 
And so there were, like, that summer, there was a couple of times that I needed help getting around. Yeah. Um. So I would call on sisters, like, hey, um, I need help getting around, but I also want to hang out with you, too. So yeah. can we, like, do two in one? Yeah. Thing? Um. So, yeah, being okay with asking for help for anything as well, if you need. I like that. I think that that is something that's really hard for people. I know it's hard for me. It's hard for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that that's, that's really cool. I think that that is a great way to build those relationships is doing yeah. those mundane tasks. Hey, I need mm-hmm. to go grocery shopping. When are you going grocery shopping? Can we go together? You yeah. know, that's actually really smart. And, and I also really love that idea of building those relationships before you move because it's like, that's going to be your, yeah, setting yourself up for success. Yeah. I think that that's awesome. Um, is there anything that like you would do differently outside of those two things, obviously? Um, I think if I, cause I didn't have like a set date when mm-hmm. I wanted to move. Um, so I think if I had a set date, I would just give myself more time to like, apply for more jobs Mm. um i think when i had the thought of it it was a thought but i didn't expect it to i guess like move along so So quickly yeah um so if yeah i think if i had more time um from like the time that i knew like i would move to the time that i like would actually move um just giving myself more time to apply to jobs yeah hopefully at least get something um at least the job part set in stone, but I mean, even so, look at that. Like, yeah, it God wasn't, worked. but yeah. God worked. Yeah, that. and yeah, I was able to just see his his work. Yeah, that. yeah, I admire your trust in God. I think me being the type one personality that I am, I'm a planner. Mm-hmm. I don't like to not have a plan. I don't Same. do well with yep. not having a plan. <laughs> so the fact that you were able to move here on a temporary job, like, all right, God, let's see what you do. Like mm. that to me is such great faith. I feel like it takes fully knowing who God is. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously not fully because nobody can fully well, know who God is, but yeah. I think it's really like, knowing that God is yeah. all-knowing, that he is all-powerful, that he is going to have your back. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to just set you up to fail. And even if, you know, okay, maybe you didn't get a job right away, I'm sure you were thinking, like, God will figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think just the fact that you were able to trust God to that extent is really amazing. I think just seeing who you were then and even who you are now, I see amazing growth. And I think you need to be more patient and loving with yourself. (laughs) I do. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think I find your story inspiring coming from, like you said, like from a ministry you've known your whole life to a brand new state Mm -hmm. with a whole bunch of people that you don't know, having to build these relationships, putting yourself out there, making that time with people, trying to be vulnerable, trying to just constantly put yourself like, hey... I'm here. I need friends. I need people. (laughs) Like, just expressing your need, I think, right there is a testament to your relationship with God and trusting that he's going to provide it some way. So, thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for having me. Of course. I hope you enjoyed my friend, Curlice, and that you guys were encouraged by what she shared. I pray that, you know, those of you who are thinking about moving, who are maybe in a season of transition that you know that you're inspired by you know the the idea to trust god that you're able to you know really put your faith in him and just really see like 
what he's going to do. Yeah. I think just stepping out on that, that branch, mm-hmm. so to speak, and just really like saying, all right, God, here I am. Like, yeah. what do you want to do with me? I think that God does amazing things in that time. He teaches yeah. us a lot. And so, yeah, thank yeah. you so much. You know, it's funny. One, um, one scripture that I constantly like, helped me to battle it out with God because trust me it was not easy I've cried I've literally felt like literally battling it out with right, God right. like we're in a wrestling match mm-hmm. um, but yeah the scripture of like having faith as small as a mustard seed mm. um, and it's so funny when I was back in Harlem um, they did like a lesson on it one time and they gave us this tiny tiny little ziploc with the mustard seed in it. And I always, like, kept it in my Bible in the front. Mm-hmm. So I, like, taped it in. Um, and it was, like, so great to go back to because just, like, a mustard seed is so tiny. <laughs> it is. And I'm just like, wow, God, that's all we need. <laughs> Amen. That's all we need for you to, like, take that and use it. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that was one scripture that just, like... I held close to, I would literally say to myself, okay, Curly, it's like, I, yeah, I did a lot of talking to myself. Hey. <laughs> um, some, I think, came through from God, because I was just like, yeah, we, we had to do this. Like, yeah. We, we're going to get through this. It's going to be um, tough. Right. But you just have to have that small little faith Amen. in how we use it. So. That's awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm glad <laughs> you were able to share. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to the third episode of the Tell Your Story segment of the SoCon podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please click the link in the description box to follow us on social media so that you can stay up to date on what's happening with the Southern Connecticut Church of Christ. Have a good one and don't forget to tune in next week for the fourth episode of the Tell Your Story segment of the SoCon podcast.